Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. Let me say it this way as it relates to Jesus coming into this world. Jesus didn't come into this world to take sides. He came here to take over. But the way that Jesus takes over, it isn't through force. It's not through manipulation. It's not by campaigning one way and then bait and switching you and giving you something else on the backside of that. Jesus comes into a world offering love and grace and compassion and mercy and at times justice. But in that process, his kingdom is advancing. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. In our country, we live in a time where politics have run amok. Christians have never been more confused about candidates, legislation, and how they need to vote. One of the reasons for this confusion is that we are not allowing God to guide our opinions and beliefs about this important subject. In this sermon series entitled Politics, we will find that God has not come to take sides. He has come to take over, and how that truth affects our lives is what we will be discussing. Please enjoy the message. Now, in the spirit of the political season, I came, acro- I came across a fictitious, humorous story of a senator who had just passed away. He comes into heaven, and it's there that he's met by Peter at the pearly gates. And Peter says, this is how it works here. You'll spend one day in heaven and one day in hell, and then you get to choose. You get to cast a vote as to where you will spend eternity. And so the senator said, all right, I know a lot about voting, and I know a lot about making a choice, so just tell me where I need to go. And Peter said, okay, I want you to spend one day in hell first. There's the elevator that'll take you to it. So the senator goes over to the elevator, presses the button, goes down, 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 doors open up, and it's not at all what he expected. He sees a lush golf course and then off in the distance he sees a clubhouse and it's there that he sees several of his friends who have passed on before him and they're telling stories they're having a good time they're drinking champagne they're eating lobster tail and then wouldn't you know it satan happens to be there as well he's just off to the side hanging out again talking with people making sure everybody's having a good time being a good host this is not at all what the senator expected when he went to hell And so he spends a day there playing a little bit of golf, hanging out with his friends, telling stories, and then eventually he has to go to heaven. So he goes over, gets on the elevator, goes up to heaven. Peter then takes him to his cloud where he floats for the entire day. He sings a few songs. He learns how to play the harp. He gets a couple of theological lessons. And then at the end of the day, Peter goes to him and says, okay, what are you going to vote for? And the senator said, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I choose hell. And he walks over to the elevator, hits the button, goes down, 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 down. The doors open up. And sure enough, it's not at all what he saw before. Instead of there being a lush golf course, it's a barren wasteland. And his friends aren't happy and telling stories. They're miserable. They're tormented. They're hungry. This is the worst place that they could possibly be. The senator is mortified. And then Satan comes over to him, puts his arm around him, and the senator said, what happened? And Satan said, well, yesterday we were campaigning, and today you voted. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it can be hard to know how to vote. 
And one, in many instances, you can have a candidate who is campaigning one way, but then they are totally different after you have voted for them and maybe gotten them in office or gotten them elected. It's just hard to know exactly how to do that. And so that is what today is about. It's about as a Christian, for those of you that believe in Jesus, how is it that we can filter through so much of what we hear in the news, in the media, on our social media feeds, and how is it that we can filter all that through the Bible and figure out exactly who it is that we are going to vote for? Now, rest easy, I'm not going to tell you who you should vote for, and rest easy, I'm also not going to tell you what party to vote for. In fact, I'm going to teach you about a third option that's available to each and every one of us. Now, one of the things that we have to lay the groundwork for, so we might say it's a foundation of politics that we need to have, spiritually speaking, or it's a macro view of politics that we need to have from a theological perspective. And that is simply this, that no matter what happens, no matter who it is that is elected, no matter what party is in control of Congress or Senate or sitting in the Oval Office, this is what we always have to remember. These words that God is sovereign and these words from Psalm 22 and Proverbs 21. Kingship belongs to the Lord and he rules over the nations. Not whoever's in office, not whoever the emperor is, not whoever the king is. He is the one that rules over the nations. And then Proverbs 21 says, In the Lord's hand the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels towards all who please him. In other words, God is the one who is ultimately sovereign over the nations. God is the one who is ultimately sovereign over those who have power. Now, you might say, or I certainly would ask myself, is why is it then that so many nations are seemingly out of line with God? Why is it then that so many leaders are not in line with what it is that God, doing things that God would want them to do? Why is that? Well, it's the same reason that you and I are often out of line with God. It's the same reason that I think things I shouldn't think, say things I shouldn't say, do things that I shouldn't do. It's because I'm broken. It's because there is sin inside of me. And in the same way, leaders can get off track. In the same way, nations can even get off track. But what those verses teach us that ultimately there's always hope and ultimately God is the one who is sovereign and he is the one who is in control. So how should we vote in light of all that? Well, here's how it's gone historically for many of us, maybe some of you, but certainly for others, is often it's based on geography, sometimes it's based on social economics, sometimes it's based on your heritage. And so somebody might say, well, my mom and my dad always voted Democrat, so I vote Democrat. Or my mom and dad always voted Republican, so we vote Republican. Or at least statistically speaking, I am very poor, so I'm going to vote Democratic. I am really rich, so I'm going to vote more Republican, okay? You might say, well, I live in the Northeast, which is primarily Democratic, or we're down in the Deep South, and so we're going to vote Republican. So we're going to try to transcend those things and offer a little bit of perspective for all of us. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 10.30 a.m., 
We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus, and He changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. And we're going to do that by looking at a story in Joshua chapter 5. It's in Joshua 5, we find a story that some of you are familiar with. It's the story of Jericho and the Israelites coming upon Jericho. And you might be familiar with the fact that the army marched around the city walls seven times. You're probably familiar with it. If, you're, if you know that part, you probably are familiar with the walls, come, the walls came tumbling down. You're familiar with the Israelites ultimately taking over the city. But there may be a part of that story that you're not as familiar with. And let's read in verse 13 of, our, of chapter 5 of what that detail is. Now when Joshua was near Jericho performing his reconnaissance, looking for the weakness on the city, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. And this wasn't some puny man. This was a commander. This was somebody who was strong. And so what does Joshua do? And I love this. So Joshua went up to him. He didn't cower. He didn't shrink back. Joshua is a fighter. He is strong. He is able. And he goes straight towards this man. And he says, are you for us or are you for our enemies? Because Joshua knows that if this man and his army is for him, then they are in good hands and this battle is looking like it's going to be won. But Joshua also knows if that man and his army are against him, then they're in trouble. So whose side is he on? Well, he says neither. But as, the command, but as commander of the Lord, I have now come. In other words, he says... I'm not for you. I'm not for them. I am for God. And the choice is going to be for the city of Jericho and for your army as to if you will be on our side or you will be on the other side. In other words, this commander is saying, I am neither Democrat or Republican. I'm not a conservative and I'm not a liberal. I'm not red and I'm not blue. I'm with God. And Joshua, you have a choice if you're going to be with me or not. And that is the same choice that each and every one of us have to make. And if we aren't careful from an emotional standpoint, we can be drawn in to everything that's happening to the point where we are all in on a particular party and we're not all in on God. Let me say it this way as it relates to Jesus coming into this world. Jesus didn't come into this world to take sides. He came here to take over. But the way that Jesus takes over, it isn't through force. It's not through manipulation. It's not by campaigning one way and then bait and switching you and giving you something else on the backside of that. Jesus comes into a world offering love and grace and compassion and mercy and at times justice. But in that process, his kingdom is advancing. And the question that each one of us has is the same question that Joshua had. Is it, will God align with me? 
It's will each and every one of us align with God. Let me illustrate it for you this way. Some of you here, praise God, you came to church and aren't at home watching football. So you are here right now. But when you do, many of you go home and watch a football game a little bit later. You will see two teams on that field, and they will be going at it. They are opponents. You might even say they are enemies. But what is so intriguing to me about those two teams that will be going head to head against one another is that they really have all the same rules that they have to function by. They, they really are structured in much the same way. They all have the same positions on each team. They all have the same types of coaches on both sides of the sidelines. They all have the same people who are part of their executive boards, their executive teams even. They all have the same rules that they have to operate in from a financial standpoint, and they all know how to cheat those financial stipulations and rules the same way. And so they're going at it, seeing who can get the upper hand. And depending on the day, any team can win. Isn't that pretty similar to what we got going on with Democrats and Republicans? All the same positions, all the same power people, a lot of it depends on the money, but they all know how to work around the money rules and stipulations to get who they want in there. It's all very similar. But there's a difference on that. There's another team on that football field that we often don't see. Or I'll say this, we forget about until things go bad. And that is the referee. You see, that referee has a set of rules and guidelines that they are trying to get those teams to play within. You might even say this, they are the conscience on that field. And as they are operating with their influence, trying to keep the game fair, trying to get goodness to come through, they are the ones that you realize really have all the power. And they are not supposed to be in any way, shape, or form affiliated with one of those two teams. Instead, they are connected to a higher power, the NFL League office. And that is where they get their authority from. And friends, what I'm saying is, is from a Christian standpoint, even if you don't believe in Jesus, just, just hear me out on this. Christians are supposed to be connected to a higher power. And we are the ones who are meant to be, in a lot of ways, reigning in the evil in our world, moving forward God's goodness, advancing His kingdom as the conscience of our cities, our states, our country, maybe, and I would even argue our world. That is each and every one of our roles. But if we're not careful, catch this, if we affiliate too much with one team or the other, we can get disqualified. I don't know if you remember a few years ago when the uh, NFL referees were actually on strike. And as a result of them being on strike, they had to bring in replacement referees from the college game. And those replacement referees were ruining, I mean, running the games. You remember that? I mean, they were, way, they were in way over their heads with, the, with some of those games. But there was one particular referee unbelievably, who was, who was officiating a New Orleans Saints game. And then it was, found, it was found out after the fact that he was an outspoken New Orleans Saints fan. 
Now, I don't know how anybody can ever cheer for the New Orleans Saints, okay? I don't even know how that is possible. But here he was, an outspoken, affiliated, connected to, aligned with New Orleans Saints fan, and he's refereeing the game. Well, obviously, he was fired, and he did not get any more games because he should have pulled himself out of that game and not been a part of it. But the reason that happened is because he was too connected to one side over the other. And the reality is, is he needed to be connected to that higher power, which was that league office, and not one of those teams. And that is what we are talking about is that as Christians, when you are connected to God and you are connected to his word and you are led by a Holy Spirit inside of you, then in those moments, you get to be like that third team in this world that we live in, that you're not dominated by one party over another party because Lord knows we all know that at times one party can be more aligned with God than the other and then the other party can be more aligned with God than the other and it's really us that have to be able to see past all of that as we connect to the one who is ultimately sovereign over it all over it all thank you for tuning in to hope for the day we hope this message has been an encouragement to you i know it has been to others i recently received a message from a listener of ours who said thank you for these messages on hope for the day it is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical centered teaching that continually points people to christ this is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designated gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry. And as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 10.30 a.m. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. And so how are we supposed to vote? How are we supposed to cast that vote? Well, the first thing is this. I'm going to give you three quick takeaways. The first thing is this, is that a Christian must vote. You must vote. This, this season, there will be about 40 million men and women Christians who will not vote. And that's just, that's just unacceptable. As a Christian, according to Matthew chapter 5, you are salt and light. You are meant to influence what is going on. You don't have to control it, but you get to influence what is going on. That's what salt and light do. Just yesterday, I was making some French toast. I didn't know this, but I'm looking at the recipe, and it said you need to put a little salt in it. Well, so I put the salt in it, and I didn't really taste the salt, but I guess the salt made it a little bit better. I'm not entirely sure. But if I would have put that salt into that, into that recipe, in, into all that, I was mixing up the eggs and the milk and everything else. As I, if I would have put the salt in that and the top of it comes off, that salt would have then gone from an influencer to a controller. And you're not meant to control everything. You're meant to influence, well, maybe everything in a certain way. And by casting that vote, it's a small way just like a little bit of salt influences food. It's a small way that you can influence this culture, this society, this city, this world 
And we have a responsibility to be stewards of what it is that we have been given. Proverbs chapter 29, uh, verse 2, tells us this. It says this, that when the godly are in authority, the world may not even know they're godly. The people may not even know they're godly. But you know what they will do? They will rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, and the people may not even know they're wicked, doesn't matter. They will groan. You've got to cast a vote. Edwin Burke says it this way, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil in our world is for good men and women to do absolutely nothing. Now, you might say, Phil, it's just a vote. It doesn't really matter. But it does. There are enough men and women that are eligible to vote in our church that we could have swayed two very controversial elections over the last few years. For example, Al Gore lost the state of Florida by 537 votes. Don't tell Al Gore your vote doesn't matter. Norm Coleman, 2008 Minnesota Senate seat, lost by 312 votes. Don't say your vote doesn't count. There's literally enough people eligible that come to this church that could have swayed those elections. Even just as I was coming into church today, coming to church today, I had the mail-in ballot, I went by a drop box, and I voted. And the reason that I did that is because I wanted to tell you that. So, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> that's how preachers do it. If we don't have the illustration, we make the illustration. So I literally, I did though, I really went by the drop box, and I dropped my ballot in. Because a Christian must vote. You need to do that. But that's not all that you need to do. The second thing is this. A Christian must understand the values of God's kingdom. You see, we want God bless America. Everybody wants that. But we don't always want one nation under God. I want God's blessing. But that blessing often comes with obedience. That blessing often comes with us becoming aligned with what he values and the way that he wants things to operate. When you came in, you should have been given a card. And if not, you can pick them, out, pick them up on the way out. But these cards are political issues that you can filter through the Bible when voting. Just a few of them I'll share with you. Taxation. Mark chapter 12, verse 17. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. You know, for us personally, Laura and I, we decided years ago that we were always going to give to God first. Because where your money goes first is what's going to influence the rest of what you have. And so we said, you know what, before the government gets money, before our retirement funds get any money, before the, the companies sending us bills get money, we are going to give money to God first. And so we've always done that. And then we render unto Caesar. What is Caesar's? Immigration. Here's the thing about immigration. The Bible and God don't have an immigration policy. God does not have an immigration policy. He has an immigrant policy. Immigration is a part of the Bible. Immigration is a part of our history. People travel according to opportunity. People have always traveled through lands according to famines. People have traveled through lands according to wars. What God instituted was a policy, not about immigration, and it's good to have immigration policies, because if you don't, some of the basic social structures that you have can be overrun. So you, it's good 
to have those things, but God isn't dictating an immigration policy. He dictates an immigrant policy. And that policy is simply this, to defend the cause of the fatherless and the widow and to love the foreigner residing among you. No matter how they got here or what the circumstances are in which they are here, people are meant to be cared for. People are meant to be helped and they're meant to be loved. And no matter what the circumstance is, Christians are always, always called to do that. Racial disparity. Acts chapter 10, God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Here, here's where God stands with race. And this is only a part of it, and I know there's much more to this. No one should ever, ever be made to feel bad or less than because of their skin color and race. I'll say it again. No one should ever, ever be made to feel less than or bad because of their race. And as you look historically, the colors of skin that are persecuted against and the colors of skin that are looked down upon, they always change. And what the Bible tells us here is that God shows no partiality. And as a Christian, we always ought to have that mindset. Abortion. For God created my inmost being. You knit me together. To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.